When you said that plans go astray Then why did you think it would turn out that way? You don't know who you are when you're 17 What's in your future is in the unseen You grow as you go Welcome to the very first episode of the Grow As You Go podcast. I'm your host, Alan Hildred. Here we talk to a number of extraordinary people, young and not as young. Take a listen. How are you, Joel? Good, mate. Good to see you. Oh, man. It's, um, as soon as I was thinking of, of people to have on my podcast, I'm like, I've got to talk to Joel. I've got to <laughs> talk to Joel. I mean, looking at you and like, look at what you've done, like you're probably who you wanted to be right now. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get well, to Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> you're being a bit kind there. <laughs> like when, uh, like tell us a, just a, a little bit of an overview of yourself, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when I finished school, I, I went and studied music and, and I, yeah, I guess I found that music was what I wanted to do after, after having some people in my life sort of say, that's what you should do. But I'd always sort of discredited up until that point. I guess being like, uh, get a real job, like that's not a real job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of went, oh, all right, well, I'm first out of school. I'll go and I'll, I'll go and study music and see what happens. If I don't like it, I'll, I'll stop and do something else. So um, played guitar all the way through school. Was writing music by the time I'd finished school, and and yeah, so I went to music, uh, went to uni and studied music, and um, and then from there, yeah, fell in love with with writing music even more than I did probably playing the guitar which it probably used to be the opposite of that yeah. um still love playing the guitar um, but I, I love writing music and thinking about the whole composition as a whole you know whether it's synths and drum machines or strings or um bass and drums or, or whatever it is um not just guitar so I, I really have enjoyed that and um and then while I was at uni I was studying uh sorry while I was at uni I was um I was teaching guitar as well on the side and sort of fell in love with, with teaching. And it was always a, a backup um, to, to study teaching, but um, it was it was probably later on that I realised that's actually what I wanted to do, was sort of either go to Brisbane and play in a bunch of cover bands and that sort of thing or or stay in Toowoomba and, and learn to teach. And it was a pretty easy choice by the time I'd finished uni to, to do that. Um and so yeah, I studied I studied a masters of, of teaching and I and I did music and uh, I did also did maths. That was my other area. Um, I, I originally wanted to do PE teaching, but everyone said that PE teachers didn't get a job. But <laughs> but when I finished uni, uh, there was more PE teaching jobs going than there was math jobs. So go figure. But um, yeah, math was my other area, and uh, and I luckily I got the job that I wanted to because I had also teach I also taught maths. Um, and that made a big difference. So, um, yeah, I've, I've started teaching in Toowoomba here and, um, and was teaching music and maths. And, and then recently this year, I've only just started working four days a week and just teaching music. Um, and that's provided me with a bunch of opportunities to, to play more, to write more music, um, to, to work with some other professional musicians that um, I just wouldn't have had the time to do had I, had I just been working full time. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess meanwhile, while that was happening, I was still writing a lot of music and I was still working with some other 
musicians around the place and, and playing on recordings and, and doing gigs and, and things like that. So, yeah, I guess this, this year I've had the, the pleasure of working with some of my musician heroes and that's just been incredible. And it was all, all came about just from emailing. I, I, at the beginning of the year, sent a bunch of emails out to a bunch of my guitar heroes off their websites just to see what would happen. Didn't think much yeah. of it because every time you get your expectations up with something, generally that's when nothing happens. So yeah. I just sort of thought, oh, I'll send this off and we'll just see what happens. Don't expect much of it. Um, and most of them never got back to me. A couple of them did and, and said no, but it was, you know, it was really cool just to hear from them. And some of them even said, so Joe Robinson even had to listen to a couple and gave a bit of feedback on that, which was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, which that, that was amazing. So about a month went by, I'd sort of already forgotten about it by that point. And then out of the blue, I got an email from, um, a guitarist named Mark Letiri, his manager, uh, replied to the email and said, Mark's on tour at the moment, but he, he digs your demos and uh, he'll be in touch in a week. And um, and that was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Something might happen here. Um, but didn't didn't really think much much more of it um, and just sort of thought, oh, we'll just wait and see what happens first. You know, it might be, it might be extortionate rates. It might be that, you know, he finds out who I am and realizes I'm nobody and, and nothing happens of it. So um, I guess it was just kind of seeing what would happen. And, and then, so yeah, a week went by and, and he got back to me and, and was keen to do some work. So we sort of, you know, it took a little bit to figure out, was it going to be an album? Was it just going to be one track? Was it going to be a couple of tracks? But all of that ended up just being two songs that I worked with him. And, and that was amazing. Like that was, that was in that in itself was, it was incredible. And, got to meet a bunch of musicians through these songs that then led to me meeting uh, Justin Stanton, who's one of his bandmates from Snarky Puppy. And uh, and Justin is now working with me to, to produce the rest of the album. So I asked about making an album with him. And, and so the other 10 songs are with Justin. And yeah, so two with Mark, 10 with Justin. And then I've also got to work with some other just phenomenal players that that are either from Snarky Puppy or they worked on Mark Letiri's solo albums. Um, one of my absolute guitar idols is Lincoln Brewster and, and Mark is mates with Lincoln's bassist uh, Norm Stockton and getting to work with him's just been really cool. I met him over Zoom for the first time a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of days ago, sorry, but he's already played on one of the tracks and the work that he just did was just phenomenal. So um to have him play on a couple more and actually get to meet him and so yeah mate it's just been really cool to, to to be pretty early on in my teaching career and early on in my music career and and get to work with some just top level players and, and musicians and and get to be the the dumbest person in the room and, and learn from them um which has been really cool and just have my my music that i've been writing taken in some directions that that do enhance it and just get to see how music theory and composition can actually really link well together. Like you can have complex jazz harmony and it influence a funk track in a really good way and not sound like mathematics mixed <laughs> with music. I, I guess that's sort of, that's the journey that I'm currently on with all of that. And yeah, it's been amazing. So yeah, I guess I can't really complain and I've, yeah, I've been super fortunate and blessed. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Where you are now and like all you've achieved, uh, was it anything like you anticipated, like to your like 17 year old self? <laughs> uh, a simple answer is, is no. Uh, I think, I mean, I always had hopes and dreams. There's no doubting that, but 
um, to, to, yeah, I mean, I think that to work with someone like Mark, who is pretty much like in my books, one of the, probably one of the best up and coming, um, rock guitar players in America at the moment. Um, and that's me just saying that objectively of being a fan of his, not just because I've worked with him, but, um, just watching him play, he's kind of like the next Steve Lukather from Toto, you know, like he can, wow. he can do the shred stuff. He can do the rhythmic stuff. He, he understands jazz harmony. You can basically put him in it in most settings and he's, he's incredible. Um, and, and not just faking it, but just doing it to the highest level possible, which has been really cool to, to l- just take a little bit of that and learn from that. Um, and then I suppose I, I think the biggest one has definitely been getting to meet Norm too, mm. um, just because I'm such a big, I'm a fanatic Lincoln Brewster fan. So <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to work with someone who's worked with him, um, and written songs with him and he is Lincoln's, um, go-to guy when he has theory questions and, and songwriting, uh, you know, soloing questions and that kind of thing. He's his go-to guy. So to be working with him at the moment, it's just been, yeah, pretty insane. And, and that, that especially, I'd never would have thought I'd even have the opportunity to do that. So that, yeah, I guess in some ways it's, it's sort of exceeded it. And in some ways it's, it's, it's what I've hoped for, but, um, yeah, no, I think it's it, overall, it's, it's definitely not what I was expecting so early on. Yeah. Now I've got a, it's either going to be a really broad answer or really narrow. Uh, have you ever done something that you did not want to do? Nothing that I've like hundred percent despised, but, mm. um, I mean, there's always things that you've got to do that you don't want to do, whether it's in your career or whether it's just practicing or, or whatever. But I think I found in the last few years that I, I do get, like I enjoy playing with other artists and I, and I find that I enjoy playing their songs more than I do playing covers. Um, now there's definitely covers that I enjoy playing. There's no doubt about that, but sometimes you can end up on gigs with guys who, who have a specific style of covers that they that they genre of covers or artists that they they pull from and and that's fine but I, I guess for me I find that to be the hardest sort of work I I enjoy playing you know quality uh, I guess quality original music is is what I what I really enjoy so like I've been playing a bit with with Mick Lindsay and um, it, like I really enjoy playing his his songs the most Um he he also does some Keith Urban stuff, so I really enjoy that too. But um, <laughs> it's annoying that we have to do things we don't want to do, but it it always does help us. That's for sure. I think I think that's the thing too. Is it, it's being able to see that it's not there for the sake of it. That it, like even if you don't enjoy every minute of it, that there is a purpose to doing it. Like mm. I know I'm still going to be pushing myself or getting better as a player, even if I'm playing covers that I don't necessarily enjoy or whether I'm playing a style of music that I don't necessarily enjoy, even if it's just the lyrics that I don't necessarily agree with, um, there's always a benefit to some of it. Um, like I remember going through uni and, and, um, sight reading was not my forte. Um, and I still, you know, I'm still not amazing at it, but I have to read music. It's part of my job as a teacher. It's part of what I have to do as a musician. So understanding that while I don't love every minute of sitting down and reading sheet music, it's still super important and still um, 
still very valid. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the future holds for Joel Hunt? <laughs> oh, mate, I mean, I've got, you know, hopes and dreams, mm. but I mean, that's, that's something that I think at the, this point in time, especially with the recording, I've just, I think it's one of those things that I, I went in with expectations and the more I've gone in with expectations, the more I've realized that that's probably not the right thing to do. It's just, just to enjoy the process of writing and recording and working with, with different players and learning, learning different skills. And I suppose going from there, um, I mean, I would love to to do a lot of my own music, so record uh, recording and then uh, playing, you know, gigs of instrumental guitar music. But in Australia, there's not not a whole lot of that. There is some some heavy metal guys that do that, like Pliny. Um, there's guys like Tommy Emmanuel who do that. But I mean, I am not on either level of that level of shred <laughs> or that level of. Um, dexterity on a guitar so um i mean yeah i guess there's a lot of players in the states that do that like Corey wong's a, a player that comes to mind who who has an amazing career out of just his own instrumental guitar music and in some ways we have some similarities with playing he's on another planet to me in terms of ability <laughs> but um just really cool to see guys like that who do make a career out of it. Um, and they play in other bands too. So like I enjoy playing with other people and love the, I love the challenge of producing sometimes too, um, different artists music or, um, whether it's just coming in and, and just playing guitar on a track or whether it's coming in and, and doing some synth work or, or, you know, whatever it is, it, there's, I still enjoy that stuff. But I think I would ultimately, I'd love to to do that, but mostly write and record my own stuff and then and then play it. Well, it's been so good uh, catching up with you, Joel, and sort of learning more about uh, about you and how you've grown over the past um, like sort of what seven or eight years out of school now. Yeah, I think I think this is my eighth year yeah. out of school. Yeah. So it's like you've achieved so much in that time. Uh, it's been awesome to actually watch you grow and like see like change over the years and, and you're just doing what you love. You're just playing your guitar. Like it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure to, to come and chat with you. Yeah, catch up with you later. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, mate. It was so good to catch up with Joel and see how he's grown over just the short time span since leaving school and how much he's achieved in that time. Tune in next week to hear from... Mick Ely, a local high school teacher. I don't, didn't mind really little kids, so I majored in early childhood. And then there was just another thing that interested me at the time, um, and it was all to do with the connection with uh, the lecturer at the time, was Southeast Asian politics, which, you know, people really have a laugh when they say, what's your degree? And I say, oh, I'm a primary I'm I've got a Bachelor of Primary Education with majors in early childhood and history, um, majoring mainly in Southeast Asian politics, and they just laugh. We'll see you then. When you said the plans go astray, then why did you think it would turn out that way? You don't know who you are when you're 17. What's in your future is in the unseen you go as you go.